Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Yeah! To the Sneaker History Podcast. Sorry. <laughs> what up, what up? <laughs> Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. We're going to do, do a live show tonight. Uh, you Obviously. might listen to this later. But yeah, if you're watching right now, I mean, you got a notification, hopefully. You're subscribed to us on Twitch or on YouTube. We're streaming on both platforms tonight. So yeah, what's good, fellas? How you guys doing? I'm good, man. A little, a uh, little sleepy, you know, but I'm good. <laughs> why, why, why are you so sleepy, Mike? I wonder. Uh, uh, right. <laughs> uh, you know, the, 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 the new, the new child thinks that, uh, you know, 3 a.m. is the prime time to party. She's clearly on that East coast time zone. <laughs> Mike or uh, Robbie, how are you holding up? I see that the prayer candle is out for the, <laughs> hope all is well. The Lakers are gone, but I will burn this once Dane becomes a Laker. So I will, I will, I will then I will light the beacon. I don't know how, but uh, it apparently was. Uh... <laughs> Who's yours? The, the glare is getting you. Oh, here we go. Let's see. You see that yet? Oh, no, the glare God. is literally following it. Oh, wait. Is that wait, Carrie Fisher? No, is that Kim Kardashian? Demi Lovato? Yeah, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> 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 I was like, uh, me, I got a cup. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll join you. Team cups against team candles, Mike. <laughs> what up, Mario? What up, sneaker closet? What is? So, Robbie, I mean, I don't want to kick a man while he's down. Unfortunately, the team that shall not be named also advanced. So, how are you feeling about that? Hard to be down when he'd been up 17 times. Oh, that was in a chamber ready to go. He was yeah. waiting for somebody to say, yeah. yep. There you go. <laughs> no, it's just funny because, like, Rob Parker, um, it just shows, like, outside of Colin Cowherd, it's like the bogus reporting from Fox Sports One. It's just like, <laughs> after Laker lost and Clipper win, it's like, it's now Clipper Town, Clipper Territory. I was like, do you not know you guys came from San Diego and you're building a place out in Carson? You guys are in LA. Get the fuck. Like, <laughs> what do they own? They, they rent daytime space at Staples. Like, what What are you talking they're, about? They're prime for another choke choke job anyway. I mean, I never rooted for the Mavs so hard in my life, Being a, especially being a Rockets fan. I'm really upset that they couldn't pull off the upset in the first round, but they're prime for a choke job. So, Oh, see, I, I have a feeling that they're exercising their demons all the way to the finals. That's just the vibe I'm getting. I just can't believe it till I actually see it. I, I they're just known for tripping at the finish line. 
No, absolutely. And let me tell you, there would be no better way to trip at that finish line if you actually make it all the way within grasping the finish line. So, yeah. It doesn't matter if they trip to the finish line because Kevin Durant is going to beat them. Yeah. And I bring it up because the internet's ruthless, man. The new KD colorway, <laughs> the new KD 14 with with the Kyrie 1 uh-huh. Australia print on there and the back of Kyrie's head. People are so mean. Trey Young and his Trey Young 1 being chanted at Trey's balding <laughs> male pattern baldness is real. Yeah. Shout out to that. Um, I'm on home fellas. Some of us are. <laughs> and it's just, I couldn't imagine being Kevin Durant and I, I get why he gets so ornery with people. Cause he just released a new shoe. It's a good looking shoe. The first thing people do is just equate it to the back of his head and it's messed up, but he would beat that Brooklyn Nets team is beating whoever. Yo, um, but just, the, the hate for Trey Young and his new beautiful shoe and head of hair he has and Kyrie and his new shoe and his head of hair. Like, man, can't get no love in the shoe game. <laughs> yeah, that 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 Brooklyn team is something else, man. Yo. And they're not I mean, even what? at full strength. No, yeah, exactly. Not even. But I'm with Rowett. I'm with Rowett. I think I think they're gonna I think Clippers are gonna trip a long ways. Well, I mean, speaking of Clippers, we have the resident Utah Jazz fan in the house. What up, Platt? I'm sure he's kind of anxiously awaiting game one tonight between the aforementioned Team Voldemort and the <laughs> basketball purists that are the Utah Jazz. So it'll be good. I'm, I'm excited because this is probably as open of a title as we've ever seen because truly anybody could win. We're still kind of anticipating Brooklyn to do that, but... Anybody but the Clippers, I guess, ABC. That's pretty much how I feel at this point. Anyone but the Clippers, I don't mind the Suns. I don't mind Utah. I, anyone but the Clippers, I would be decently okay with. Uh, uh, see, I, I'm on the other side of this whole thing because I'd rather see the Clippers than anybody else right now. No, I don't want to give them a satisfaction. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Kawhi fan. I'm a Paul George fan. Some men just want to I'd rather see a California team win than any other team. Yeah, so. There was a ruby inside a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) See, you can't say Kawhi around our house. My wife's still super salty about him, like, dipping out on the Spurs. So you say, like, I bought her, like, the first present ever bought her was a Kawhi jersey. And now I think she might burn it. And I'm okay with that. Man, the first the first present you bought your wife was a jersey and she's your wife? Like, dang, she's the real MVP. Yeah. We were still dating at the time, so it's like, oh, okay. I mean, random random tangent, but when I was younger, I had this discussion with my dad where I was like, okay, do you see any circumstance where a man can wear a WNBA jersey? And now, granted, this is prior to the WNBA golden age because we're currently living in that with the likes of Sabrina Ionescu and uh, Skylar Diggins. But his whole thought was, I will only wear a WNBA jersey if my daughter is in the league and it's some sort of record-breaking achievement and moment. Other than that, he told me he would prefer to be sexist in that regard. So I don't know what to believe. Now, like, knock on wood, people are more appreciative of the fairer sex in their basketball. Like, just just now, as I was going for my evening walk, I saw two kids, two boys, in fact, both wearing Ionescu New York Liberty jerseys. So, like, power is real. I'm happy for that. And then I had to think about my dad and being a sexist and taking it back to the caveman times. I mean, so... So I, I have to, I have to, I have to put the brakes on with this this whole conversation around the 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 WNBA being in its prime because I don't know if you guys know, but Sacramento Monarchs 
I mean, we, we won titles like Tisha Penichiero, right? Yeah, you can't you can't be just like dismissing I mean, he, the, the whole Houston comments. Like we, we had some titles too, man. Come yeah, exactly. On. <laughs> but Cambridge. hey, shout out to to uh, Denver three hundred three in the chat. Uh, yes. Philly is the only team left that has ever won a championship. That uh, is a great stat. Oh wow, I didn't know that's that. some great knowledge. Philly's no, the Milwaukee's won a championship. Cream and Jabarba. Oh, that's right. Were they? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, DNA Show. I was thinking about possibly buying a Aces jersey, but now I know I might have to size up. Yeah. Not, it's that hard to find. Wait, I'll fill it out okay. for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bring the boys out for one last job. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a Storm jersey. I need a Sue Bird. Yeah. Yep. Liz All right, well, let's, 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 let's get into to some topics here, right? We've... I guess before we do, let's let's do some rocking and copping. What are you guys rocking? What are you guys copping this this week? Uh, rocking has been you know two things: walking a dog, and these, every other everything else in these bad boys right here. They know where to go right now. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you hold up? Oh, my, my slides, man. The the just the <laughs> boom right here. This is where I'm living. Damn it, Mike! That was gonna be my answer. <laughs> And what did, you what did you cop? Cop absolute, absolutely nothing. Uh, I told you guys, after the Miami Knights, I have to pull the plug a little bit. But those, I don't know why I am being, like, really intrigued by the electric green Jordan 6, even though it's just a basic shoe. Something about it. Nothing about the Oregon, you know, poor man, uh, you know, PE. But it's just something about that electric green and that black just really want me to buy it for some reason. I could have bought you for those today from the Nike store. They were sitting there. Ah, uh, well, probably for the best you didn't call. Yeah, they, <laughs> they would have congratulated you twice as hard, Robbie. <laughs> and, and it's been seven days since Mike got the Miami night, so. Hold half, strong. Halfway. And, and they got delayed again, I believe. So to the 21st. Yep. Uh, what I was rocking, I was I'm throwing my slides away in pure disgust because Mike took my answer. So once again... Venice Beach, Kobe Aids, these are turning Ooh. into a pair again. And for what I copped, I actually ended up getting the aforementioned Kyrie, or sorry, the uh, KD14 Kyrie ones mashup. And now I'm almost tempted to get the Kyrie 7 Weathermen because they also look pretty good. But we'll see. We, ha- we hear rumblings that the South Beach 8s might release on June 23rd. I saw that on the Ringer's new sneaker show. So that was interesting. Go figure there. But I don't know. Mike, or sorry, Robbie, how about you? Man, literally everybody and their mother has a sneaker show as I complain about it on a sneaker show. <laughs> it's crazy. No it's better really place is. to complain about sneaker right? shows than on a sneaker show. Man, even my platform is to hate. I rocked the Kobe 5 Protro Bruce Lizzle. Um, I call them the, the Lizzo's, the Lizzie McGuire's. <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, they're kind of lizardy. I thought I thought I thought you had a uh, what, what did you have? You had a another name for him the last time. I th- I have a million names a minute for <laughs> various shoes. It's from uh, Shit's Creek though. What, what did he say? Oh yeah, what Leroy. Did he tell- oh, I love Shit's Creek. The Bruce Lee. Uh, so like I did it. Bye bye. The Bruce Lee. The Bruce Lee. Um, the the Bruce Lee runs small, so if you buy these. Um, I mean, if I was hooping in them, I guess the tightness would feel good. Um, 
cop did. We'll talk about these more. I'll put them away now. Um, that'll be a topic. But when it comes to copying, as in current or future tense, um, the Felipe Pantone Puma Pack. Yeah. No lie is fire. So, like, not a lot of fanfare for that, but just the collection gives me, like, ACW vibes without the price tag. It gives me a whole bunch of different feels. And it's just, like, the, the, the shoes are cool. So, like, whatever. Um, but this is the first time in, like, I want to say close to ever from a sneaker brand specifically where I'm like, give me that clothing. Because, like, the, the Travis Scott stuff, it's cool. It's whatever the Supreme Nike stuff, whatever. Like I know they probably do human made clothing with the Adidas that go with the shoes, mm -hmm. but this Pantone stuff, the execution of it is so like futuristic with like a little bit of hint of like uh iridescence on it. Just like everything modern and contemporary, but at a much more reasonable price tag. Puma tends to be a little bit more reasonable with Facts. the clothing. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to get dressed up. Maybe I'll get the shoes too, but the clothing for real just looks really good. So shoes are cool, but you got to complete the fit, ladies and gentlemen. It's not all about the footwear. If you have busted clothes, are you really getting a fit off? If your shoes are $1,000 and you have a Hanes t-shirt on, who knows? You look I mean, at the Supreme Hanes shirt and you just say, oh, I bought this $50 white tee. Yeah. <laughs> that could be, but just... Complete the look. <laughs> Speaking of getting a fit off, I wore, uh, as you can see, I'm wearing an old Rage Against the Machine t-shirt. And I've been in like a very late 90s, just like F the world rock vibe. The last New metal, week. dare I say. <laughs> so I uh, I pulled out the Osiris D3s. Ooh. Like, I mean, I specifically didn't wear my hat backwards because I didn't want to be confused with Fred Durst. But otherwise... The vibe, the, the fit, the vibe was like killing in the name of kind of like. So that was what I wore. That was what I that was what I rocked and copped. Hey, there it is. Reebok sent over the step over Iversons. Uh, they're super dope, man. They're getting a lot of love and pub everywhere now, which is good. Mike's Mike's review is spot on. The leather on him is so so oh, nice. Good. So I'm super stoked to have him. I actually have the pair from like 2017, so I'm gonna have to do a, a little comparison video and uh and see if the if there's differences. I, I think the uh these feel better than the than the 2017 versions actually, but I, I was gonna ask you because someone just left a comment on my video saying that the 2017 the material felt felt better. I'm like, ah, I, I beg to differ, but I want to know from firsthand now. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully get it up by the end of the week. So, um, but anyway, what uh, what what do we got going on for reviews? Have, have we had a review lately? I haven't checked. To be honest, I don't know. I was looking at the Apple Podcast. It's the same one from Livestrong and MC. And as much as I enjoy the variety of different reviews, I think it's even too much for me to read the same review in back to back episodes. So, <laughs> true, true, true. All right, well, we'll, we'll just hop, hop into this uh, scorching hot topic that we have with that. that Robbie, Robbie was a little long-winded in our text chat today about what we were going to talk about. I'll, I'll just put it that which way. Is, so, Which is odd. Normally, I'm not very long-winded. So it's, <laughs> I had something to say today. Um, true. 
so I got to think about it so I just don't go like burning bridges in 14 <laughs> seconds or less. Um, so I went, <laughs> I bought these shoes today, the the Michigan Wolverine Lowe's um, from Nike Portland. I got lucky on a geo drop, you know, when sneakers does that geography, um, geo tag knows where you are, gives you a chance to buy a pair of shoes. So cool. I missed out on these on Saturday. I believe they dropped this past Saturday. And I was like, all right. I was kind of mentally prepared to drop $100 on Saturday. Missed out. And I just went about my day. I didn't care all that much. So Tuesday and Monday comes around and they do the drop on sneakers for these. And I try my luck and I win. So now I'm out $100. <laughs> and, and, and that got me thinking just one way. It's like Nike isn't particularly a bully, but... You get shooken down. You get shaked down a lot. It's kind of like you show up on the playground. It's Monday morning. You know your the bully knows your parents gave you twenty bucks for the week to buy your snacks, to buy your lunches. Shows up. He's like, "Hey, give me that twenty and know you have it." You got so, deboed. I got deboed. <laughs> tuck it in real quick. I don't know. <laughs> tuck, tuck your chain. <laughs> um, run it. <laughs> but and, and then that got me thinking about most of the purchases I I make through Nike are purchases through FOMO. And it's like, man, like the fear, not even just fear, just like the the opportunity. Most crimes are crimes of opportunity, they say. <laughs> if you think you can get away with robbing a bank and you're pretty confident, you might try to rob a bank. So. Most sneaker drops really are a crime of opportunity. You probably don't have the money. You may not have the means. You may be having car issues. You could have a baby. You could be planning a vacation. Million reasons. But like, if you get lucky, your brain justifies it like, oh, I won these. It's like, no, you didn't win anything, bro. <laughs> like, you made a purchase. Like, <laughs> in the history of Earth, in the history of time, up until like 2014 when sneakers started, like, it's called making a purchase. Like you, you, you went, you were a consumer. So the reason why I was long winded in the text, I went and picked these up in person. I'm waiting in line. Nobody's talking to each other. I'm eating a sandwich. So I really want to talk. Anyway. <laughs> but like, it was a long line. I'm like, well, I'm gonna get a sandwich. I'm going to be munching on this during this line. Um, I get in there, I get into Nike Portland and first person is like, Hey, what's up? I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to go pick up some dung. She's like, Oh, congratulations, man. I Nick Younged, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. <laughs> it sounded weird, but I kept going. And then as I'm approaching the stairs, you, you go to Nike Portland. So you go up the little stairs. As I went up the stairs, someone says, hey, congrats. And I'm like, Stop. thanks. I'm, I'm then in line waiting. To, there's like five people in front of me. Um, somebody... Go, it's pulling pairs. So the guy comes in and asks me what pair I'm getting. I'm like, oh, size 12, the, the the Wolverine pair. He's like, oh, cool, man. Comes out. He's like, oh, enjoy. Congrats. And I was like, are we as fucking British now where everybody says cheers at the end? Or are we in a society now where I don't know if they're trained? Because I know customer service jobs trained to use different hot words depending on whatever, you know, whatever you know, mode of business you're in. And um, like, is Nike telling their people to say congratulations? So I have like a, sen a false sense, an inflated sense of like 
victory or like I did something cool or like I've accomplished something. Again, I've made a purchase. I spent one hundred dollars, <laughs> and, and I got a fancy pop up on my phone saying like, "Yeah, you've been selected," and three human beings telling me congrats, and it just got me thinking about shoes and how can something be a community? I was talking with the homie Rico. I'll, I'll give I'll give credit because I was bitching about shoes. I was bitching that I had these cool shoes that a lot of people want. I know that's a perspective. So like, yes, other people want these shoes. They're cool. I like them. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not like, uh, unthankful for it, but it's like, we were talking and it's like, man, is it really, is it really a community? Like, no, nah, man, you're literally just a consumer. You're literally just purchasing things. So it got me thinking about the, the awkwardness of my day and acquiring a pair of shoes in 2021 where I'm congratulated for literally doing something that's been happening since like money was it before money bartering like since something nobody congratulated you for your for your wool Congrats on your wool like, no nah, man thank you for the carrots i'm eating today like i don't i don't know what i don't know but it's just like i don't i don't get like would you be weirded out being congratulated on spending money is it, a, is it a congratulatory event? Am I weird? Oh. I don't think it's... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I don't think it's weird per se. Maybe they're envious of your position and they're hoping to spread some goodwill because when they hit on that geotag sneakers hit, they would like that reciprocity in terms of, hey, good job. I'm always for the, uh, whatchamacallit, what was the Chappelle show, uh, Chappelle show sketch? Uh, Whack Donald with Arnold. He's like, hey, good job, Arnold. You did it. Yeah. And that's the vibe I get. Yeah. And the way you were kind of describing it, Robbie, I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't like a B-plot in a South Park episode in the near future because it is very much a cult-like mentality. But to your point, maybe people are noticing that one of the reasons why people still go back to, let's say, the Chick-fil-A's of the world, despite yeah. their questionable human rights record, is the fact that they really give a damn about me ordering Polynesian sauce with my chicken sandwich. And really, I can do no wrong. So I know bad eating is kind of a detriment. But anytime like my ego is particularly bruised, I used to go to Chick-fil-A just so people would be nice for me for doing the most mundane shit as possible. So I get it. <laughs> Roy, I like the way you order those chicken nuggets. It's like, you know what? We very rarely do we order or we see orders with a Scottish accent, sir, but you know, good for you. So <laughs> I mean, I just I don't I don't understand the congratulations because I already have a hard time spending money as it is. Anytime I buy something I'm like, ugh, should I? even if I have it saved up, I'm like, do I want to buy this? And if someone congratulates me, I'm like, ugh, why? I, I'm giving you money. Like what Congratu congratulations to you. You made your commission today. Why, why are you congratulating me for spending a hundred bucks on something that's built terribly? Cause I'm just waiting for Robbie to tell me how bad the toe box is on this thing. Is it bad? It looks more like thumb, which is good <laughs> than brick. <laughs> it's, see, Tom Cruise is shining in. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Due to re religious beliefs. I don't like. Praise be Zeno. Praise so, be. I always think of Ricky Bobby. Help me, Tom Cruise. So, <laughs> when I'm on fire. Um, yeah, it's more thumb, which is good, which is a thumbs up than it is block. You know, like, yeah. It's just so it, weird. It's better. But it, it's just like the consumer, like, do, do, are we in such a consumer-focused mindset to where 
people know that sometimes people feel ugh about it, like Mike, and then like the congratulate the congratulations like helps like take the sting off, like <laughs> zero relief. <laughs> but like, I get a thank you for your purchase email, right? You make a purchase. Every company does that. That's different though. That's thank you for your purchase, not congratulations. You. You've made it through an app that is like a slot machine. Like, I don't get congratulations if I go to casino and win a hundred bucks. They're like, all right, here's your money. Well, so there's some sneaker misconceptions and myths. I've had conversations with people. Um, one of the real true, true things about sneakers is that they know if you're buying stuff on your Nike linked account, they know that you're buying stuff either in an outlet. So if you go into an outlet and you mm -hmm. buy um, your jock straps <laughs> right. or sport sport panties, I call them your your, your compression shorts, spanties, yeah, spanties, your sport panties. What's a spanks? Wait, what? If you're in there buying your sport panties, use your Nike Links account from your app on sneakers. They uh -huh. know that you just made that purchase. When you do the draw, it'll see. All right, this Joe Schmo is only in here every Saturday or every Wednesday and Monday trying to buy dunks. He doesn't get a win. Mike over here bought a baby onesie, some pants and a hoodie. All right. We'll give him a win. Well, they'll factor that into the win. That's one of the few, like, is it a myth? Is it not? I can hundred percent say for definitive fact that Nike does know what you buy and use that information for possibly giving you a win. I say possibly because at the end of the day, there's still, 50,000 pair of shoes and 1.8 million entries. That's the community part. And we'll talk about that later on part B of this conversation. But like, it gives you the opportunity, but at the end of the day, you're still fighting an uphill battle just for the amount of people wanting what you want. So it's even weirder to think about congratulations when it's like, well, shit, no, like I probably got this better chance because I already, I already already gave you money. Like, you know, I was in here two weeks ago. So it's like, it gets even weirder. It's like Big Brother. You're on your phone. You see something pop up on your iPad later. You think it's weird. Really, it's just cookies. You accepted it. Get over it. Mm -hmm. But it's just like with sneakers and what we have loved for so long, all of it coming together is it kind of had like a black mirror moment where I was like, huh, this is all weird. I mean, it totally makes sense though, because Probably the only thing I've bought off of the sneakers app or even off of Nike.com in the last year or two, because I had that year of not buying anything, is your Mocha ones that that you got from me, Robbie. Um, and I haven't I haven't had any luck on any of that stuff at all, right? Like that was the one thing I hit on. I think the last purchase I made on the sneakers app was I mean, you know, I buy all the stuff that doesn't sell out. So I think the last thing I bought was like Fear of God Skylon 2s like two and a half, three years ago. You know, I, I can't remember yeah. hitting on anything since then, which if that's the case, like, yeah, they're they're looking at all my information and looking at all the stuff that I might have interest in. But if I'm not spending money the way you're spending money, then why would they give me yeah. a win when they know that you're you're spending you know, exponential amounts over me, they'd rather give you a win and make you feel good. So you keep coming back. Right. I mean, the, the thing that's really fascinating about this whole thing before we get into the community aspect of these, of like buying sneakers, 
I think that all of this stuff makes sense for like sneaker boutiques, right? All of the ways that they approach the business totally makes sense. You know, if, if you're a, if you're a, let's say you're here in Sacramento, you've got, you know, somebody that's coming in buying, uh, I don't know, maybe they're buying something, you know, once a week, once every couple of weeks, you know, them like, you know, that's the type of customer that's like, they're bringing coffee in when they come in to say what's up by that time. Right. Because you've got such a rapport and a relationship with them, whether you hang out outside of the shop, you know, or not is a different story, but like, you know, that person by name, you know, a lot about that person. They're, they're like, you know, without the monetary transaction, they're basically a really good acquaintance, really close, you know, like business associate, whatever. And I think that's like a really, that's like a really normal thing that would happen in, you know, working in a retail store of any kind. Right. Like I used to work in retail, you know, back when, back in the day selling cell phones. Right. And that's how I made money. Right. Like that's, I mean, I would literally remember things. I would know everything about you guys. The moment you came in, like I would be talking to you about your t-shirt that you're wearing. And the next time you came in, I would talk to you about a different t-shirt and then I would reference the first t-shirt the third or fourth time you came in. And by then you're ready to spend money with me, but because it's done through algorithms and through apps and there's not that personal human interaction, we all kind of have this, like, well, this is fucked, you know, like this just sucks. Like everything about this is terrible, right? They're following around, following me around the internet and it's dumbed down some of the personal aspects of the way shopping works, right? It's taken away from, you know, for a lot of us, like who we even buy from, right? Because Nike keeps reeling in this stuff, taking away the boutiques and not just Nike, right? All the brands are doing this and they're all like, hey, we can do this and we can employ somebody that'll represent our brand. And then that person will be the person that you connect with and buy from. But I think it's pretty crazy to think about like, you know, I didn't really think about that until you started talking about this the amount of money that you're spending comparatively to me, Mike buys from a lot of different places, right? I think, you know, his, he's buying a lot of, a lot more diverse shoes. You're still spending a a regular amount of money at Nike. And it makes sense that they would, they would, you know, cater to you because you are a better customer in my mind than I am. Right. But I do still think to circle back to like your original conversation about walking in and being, you know, congratulated three times for making a purchase. I think that's weird as hell. I just think it, you know, it's not like it's a pair of sneakers, right? It's not like you bought your first new car, you bought your first house. It's not a celebratory moment in any way, shape or form. I think there's certain things about it that are great. I think that, you know, to a shoe, like a, I don't know, maybe like a Travis Scott. Great. You know, you got something super limited. Congratulations. Right. But when it's something like that, we would all agree that should just be kind of regularly available, right? If if a Michigan Dunk was an Adidas shoe, it would be a Stan Smith, and it might go away every two years, but it's available ninety percent of the time. Yeah. If it's a if it's a Puma, it's a suede. It's a like this is a basic shoe. Everybody in the world recognizes. Hey, I like Nikes, and I'm going to wear a Dunk because it's a Dunk, right? And that's the part to me that just doesn't make any sense at all when it comes to kind of the, the the congratulations that comes with it. And even online, we're starting to, you know, we see it all the time, right? You know, there's so many of these communities 
that are like congratulating people from for getting a pair when they hit. And I get that like we've all been hit with so many L's for the past five years that everything seems like a win, even if it's like, you know, what did you call them? Uh, Spanties or whatever. Spanties. Um, Spanties with a P. Yeah. It's yeah. a sport panty. Rowett remixed it, but it's a sport <laughs> sport pant. But I just think it's, I just think it's bizarre that, that that congratulations is a is a thing, right? I I think that I think it's that that in itself is kind of a sign of like, man, we should probably rethink what this all is about. So and I think I, Ro- yeah. go ahead. No, just I, some questions and stuff have popped in the bottom about like apps and wins. So like, yes, sneakers getting W's on sneakers is going to help contribute to you getting future w's because your card ran and they got paid so that goes towards the big book of yes but you have to always still factor in that the community the the people whom like shoes whether it be for resale or for personal use or to have hanging i remember um jacques and one of his videos like i'm gonna keep these kobe's i'm never gonna wear them they're gonna be a cherished part of my collection whichever part of the spectrum you're under you're competing against every single one of those. You may hate a reseller. You may hate whatever that you guys are all in the same pool. So yes, wins and purchases go towards the sneakers app, but you can't get that mad about it. You have to get mad at the oversaturation of interest in shoes. That's, that's what's killing your entries. It's the fact that Nike made, you know, like I bet you for this probably around, you know, a hundred thousand units, give or take. I'll say between fifty and one hundred fifty. That's a really big range, but no, no more than that. A pretty small run at the end of the day. So many people have seen this shoe on Instagram, and yeah. so that's just one factor. So people, yeah. whether it's for superficial as us defining superficial um, reasons of wanting this shoe, um, have been seen on Instagram and Twitter nonstop for the past since the shoe came out in high top version, say a year and a half ago. But then there's also the people like us, I'd say more specifically, probably Nick, who has been into dunks or been into sneakers for so damn long. You remember not only the be true to your school, not saying you're old, you probably remember the original, original run, <laughs> but whenever the shoe came back, you remember like, Oh shit, this shoe was tight. Like I'm a cop a pair in 2021. It's been what, uh, probably like eight, nine years since the shoe last retroed. So Genuine sneakerheads, again, uh, uh, something another person's putting on somebody's interest. Like, we're all in that same pool fighting. So it doesn't matter yeah. if it's the most hated person or, you know, your best friend who also, you know, loves that shoe. There's only there's still a million people fighting for 100,000. So don't get mad at sneakers for that. It, it's a They do a great job. And that's after they get rid of all the bots and they get rid of all the people whose cards get denied. You're still fighting a huge amount of people. So the fact that they can even handle that, like go to go to Adidas on drop day, go to Kith on drop day, go to any not shoe, go to like a Best Buy or a Walmart when something hot drops, like a PS5 drops, those websites crash. Sneakers keeps the doors open through the process for the most part. And that's amazing within itself too. So community, Nick, yeah. go ahead. Or should I talk about community? I mean, I think that's that's actually, before we get to the community aspect, I think that's an interesting point, right? Because it just came out, I don't know, a week or two, three ago that Target, Walmart, 
a bunch of other retailers are no longer going to sell trading cards in store yep. because mm-hmm. of all of the violence and the dumbasses, Insane. you know, fighting over the stuff. And that's, that's something that potentially should have happened in sneakers, you know, back in the nineties with, with MJ, right. You wouldn't have to have those, those sports illustrated covers if the retailers weren't so money hungry for those shoes, right. Or the brands, whoever you want to point the finger at it's It's kind of up in the air at this point. Right. And it doesn't really matter because collectively sneakers is, you know, kind of a shit show at this point with all of these different variations. And I think that if trading cards is, you know, trading cards to me is, is always the, the kind of beacon in front of sneakers in a sense, right? It, it was the collectible thing in the seventies and eighties before, you know, when I was a little kid, right before I knew what sneakers were and started drawing them, you know, I was five, six years old and I was amassed, you know, I amassed ton of baseball cards and basketball cards back then. I mean, I wish yeah. I still had them and took care of them, you know, but um, I think that's the interesting thing about like this next, whatever comes next from this. Right. And I think that's where we, we want to talk about community tonight because my personal opinion is that I'm never going to buy shoes to then give back to our community. I, get shoes to, I get shoes to give to our community, but I'm not going to try to buy a bunch of shoes and say, Hey, we got a full size run of this available for the sneaker history community. I don't have anything against that. If that's what people want to do, then, you know, cook groups are cook groups, right? If you buy shoes at retail or buy shoes at a discount and then sell them, whether you make a profit or not, I think that's a cook group, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that's great. I think that that helps a ton of people. The bigger those communities become, the better, the better off they are, whether that's you know, good or bad, everybody has a different opinion. For me, like, I just look at what our community has become. You know, we have maybe 130 something people in our discord. And I mean, today was a great example, right? I didn't see anybody actually get the the undefeated release of the Kobe six, but there's dozens of people in there trying to help each other out, trying to get shoes for other people. And to me, the reason why I like that so much And the reason why I appreciate the community that we have and the people, and I've become such good friends with all these people is because it feels like we were standing outside of a store together, waiting in line. It feels Mm -hmm. like, Hey, this is a shoe. We all try to want want to try to get, maybe you don't want it this time around, but next time around, I'm not going to want it. So I'm going to help you out and go stand in line with you for you and buy your size. And I think that to me, it's just like fundamentally the most basic way that people can support each other and sneakers. And I think that's what, to me, that's the right way and the best way to do it because it's as genuine and as natural as possible. It's organic. There's no, there's no smoke and mirrors. There's no big money investment behind us. There's no anybody trying to like plug in and and take from this and give to that to make money off of it. Cause I think one of the things that came up in our text chat today was, you know, there is, there's always room for a company to make money off of their community on the secondary market, whether that's an intentional thing or not, you know, and, and it's not even a wrong thing, right? If a, it's a business, right? A business is out to make money. I don't have a problem with resellers. I don't have a problem with cook groups. I don't have a problem with the sneaker communities that are popping up it's all a part of this whole thing. That's honestly like given us all a long 
a, a lot more opportunity to be active and to, to connect with people. And specifically for me and for us, this last, I don't know, year and a half of the pandemic, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made it through that whole year and a half if we didn't have the community that we have. And if we didn't have the podcast to talk to each other, because it's been such an escape from the bullshit of all the other stuff. And at the end of the day, the most beautiful thing about the whole community is we have people that don't buy shoes hardly at all. They get shoes once in a great while, and they're just as respected and appreciated in the group as anybody that's buying every day. And that's the thing that I think is like, you can't really, you can't really explain that to people outside because you kind of see the, you see everybody trying to sell and market you come be a part of this. And it's like, I get that. But like, at the same time, it's, it's not a thing of ours. It's a thing of everyone's and that's how we connect. You know, it's not us against the world, so to speak, when it's about being a community, we're not trying to go to battle against other communities or cook groups or any of those things. We're trying to provide as much opportunity for people to buy sneakers as we can but also just provide friendship and, and, you know, knowledge and access and connection and have a good time. Yeah. And rent. It comes down, <laughs> so, Mike, I'm going to give it right to you, but just like, yeah. it comes down to if you're happy. So if you're happy paying a subscription and to maybe get a shoe and you're happy with that. Cool. If you're happy, like Mike, Mike, I know you're happy to have those LeBrons. You paid mm-hmm. go early. So you paid over resale. And fuck it, if you're happy with it, who is anybody else to tell you what's right or wrong to go about it? So I think that's that's just like one point I wanted to throw on the back end of Nick's. It's just like from the consumer standpoint, if you're happy with with what you're doing, if you're paying fifty dollars to get a possible shoe, like man, if you're not mad about it, then whatever. Yeah. No, I mean that's also kind of just kind of a good segue to what I was like thinking is this. It's all about how do you feel about where you're at, whether it's with us, with anybody else. How do you feel within that that set of people? Because we all, yes, there's the quote-unquote secret community as a whole, but we all have kind of our own subsets. Like with us, yeah, we talk about sneakers, but if you look in our Discord, if you've never been there before, there's so many other things there. We don't just – we're not harping on sneakers all day. Yeah, we talk about our wins or losses or what we wore, but there's so many other things, food go candy uh you know there's a dad group there's so many other things out there that we have rallied around as as friends because we sneakers brought us together but we're able to hold a community of just again friends based on that about other things so i think that's what sets us apart from everyone else that's why i really consider us a community because I mean, we go help each other get shoes. We talk about other things. It's not solely like if there weren't shoes, we took shoes completely out the, the topic. I'm sure we would still have a great community because we built it up to that point. Um, and yeah, I guess it's just what you want to get out of the group. With us, we're going to go to bat for each other to find a shoe, stand in line, whatever it may be, to try to, to try to get one thing for somebody. I've seen it where one person, you know, once one thing no one else wants, we all try to get it. No dice. I've seen it where same thing happens, but like more than one person hits. So there's always going to be a chance when it comes to purchasing a sneaker because of the the interest in it and then the lack of uh, numbers that they produce. 
but that doesn't deter us. Like we're not saying, oh, no one's flexing anybody in our community. It is people are genuinely happy when someone cops. I don't know when the uh, the, the Alma Monier threes came out. A lot of our guys were able to get them. It was nothing but like all dudes happy that you were able to get them. Happy it was easy for you to cop. You didn't get you know killed by the bots. It's, it wasn't, oh, look, I got 15 of them because I paid more money than you to be a part of the bigger tier of the group. So I just think that that's what sets us apart because although it is consumerism and it's hard to consider it a hobby, it, it can be if you put the right, I don't necessarily want to say maybe not value that maybe is kind of going too far, but just kind of the, the right mindset with the group you're in and the group you start. So it, it all, I think, is all in a per- person per group basis organization basis on what you can get out and what will it mean so much in life is perspective and to mike's point that's why we all ride or die for the discord and our beautiful listeners viewers that are kind of sitting here watching us chat i know for me i got into sneakers kind of backwards of what everybody's saying because I was new to an area. I didn't have too many friends. And then one of my friends kind of took me under their wing. And one particular night, because at that point, the Beaverton employee store was still doing like midnight releases. He would say, hey, Ro, do you want this sneaker? And I was like, never even heard of it. He goes, well, I kind of want an extra pair and we're not doing anything else. And I do want to stand in line with me. And as I stood in line for these different sneakers that I initially didn't really care about, I just like the fact that I belong to something again. And some of the best memories I've had have been because I haven't been able to get the sneakers, but I got a hot joke off because we cracked up the whole line for whatever reason. And that's where people keep coming back. So I'll tell the other side of it. So I was part of the Global Cuts in 2017 for Nike. After that, I kind of didn't want to have anything to do with a sneaker because I was just like, I've lived and breathed this life for over nine years. And it's one of those things, whenever you have a bad day at work, you sometimes you just want to leave work and you don't even want to think about it. Unfortunately, as a Nike employee, that's kind of hard because that swoosh is goddamn everywhere. And it can be frustrating because you want to leave that behind and you can't. So when I got the invite to join this podcast and by extension, join the discord, I realized I missed this community again. And you guys made me fall in love with sneakers, but also that aspect of this is the one common thing that the four of us share that I don't know if we had anything else initially. Now, as I've gotten to know Nike, uh, Nike, uh, Nick, Mike, and Robbie, I realized I love basketball like Robbie loves basketball. I love superheroes and comic books like Mike loves superhero comic books. Hell, I've become a Formula One fan because I feel more comfortable because Nick is kind of the OG Formula One fan in my life. So I'm always kind of throwing things off him. And it's one of those things where we don't care about the fact that people hit on sneakers other than to say, hey, that's awesome. If for whatever reason we ever have a member like that in our Discord that just says, hey, guys, guess who hit on a full size run? I still think all of us have enough grown man sense to be like, you know what? Good for you, man. If that's what brings you joy, we're here for you. We're here to celebrate your wins and just save some for the rest of us next time. Tongue in cheek, but (laughs) I don't know if that's normal in the greater sneaker community because it's become so much of a haves versus the have nots. And one thing I kind of worry about is if I'm a 16 year old kid that's trying to get into this community and let's say I don't have the right sneakers, I would be scared if somebody roasted me. But then I also think maybe there are some wise 16 year olds that just kind of appreciate somebody's love of sneakers and use that as a bridge to build a friendship on. So. Ro, I got you. Cause if you put, 
N I M I K I E. So N I for Nick, M I K for Mike, and I E for the end of mine. There we go. I, it's all about what is it called? Portmanteau. It's Nike. So it's kind of like you can't get away from Nike or Nike. Yeah. We're. <laughs> I mean, we're probably trying to wrap this episode up. I just wanted to give, like, nobody hates more than when somebody bitches and then has no resolution for it. So like. What do I, I'll start with what I think, and maybe you three can think of an ending thought, but like, how do you fix this? How do you make shoes easier? And I was saying before we started recording, this is not a novel idea, but you do a reservation system where if you want this shoe, you have, and Reebok did this with their, um, some of their limited stuff last year. Mm -hmm. Like X amount of spots are open. If you want, I think you should even do limitless for something like a dunk like this if five hundred thousand people want this shoe five hundred thousand people can email nike through the sneakers app and say make me a size 12 and send it to me when you have it that allows for every person who wants to have this shoe to have this shoe it still allows for there to be a finite amount because once those pairs are made this is not coming back until it retros eight years from now so you could still make money off of it if you wanted to but whoever wanted it could get it. And when it comes to like the Ama Minier or the Travis Scott's or the J Balvin's, those you can still do, you know, a sneakers drop. You can make those more difficult to get as they probably should be. But things that the community, I think, have all agreed shouldn't be difficult, like generic ass Jordan retros, which I've worn twice this in the past like 10 days. I love my new colorways of Jordans. They're awesome. Um but you should be able to say, hey, I want that, be able to get it and continue about your day without having to worry about it. That's my thought. Yeah. Um, so anybody else have thoughts how you would like to fix it or band-aids? I mean, you don't have I like have pre-orders. Them. I'm a fan of pre-orders. That's, I mean, I know it's improbable that it will happen, but if like someone brought it up, was that Platt in the, uh, in the comments here talking about Reebok's first pitch? It's not going on anymore at this point from what I understand. That was a great concept where they reached a certain amount of pre-orders. They would make the shoe and you would get it for whatever. They set the price based on that. I know it's not probably practical for something maybe like a, a Kobe where there's so much interest in it, but I would love for it to be. A dunk, like I would love to see more things back on ID because um, it's a dunk. It's a $100 shoe. It's, again, equated to a Stan Smith, equated to, uh, you know, just simple, simple sneakers. I don't know why it's so hard to get. So – Pre-orders and more like IDs or uh, the whatever you want to come on every other site, those will be dope. I can't really think of anything, but I did like that for dunks in particular. Certain websites will have some sort of quiz, and to me, I, maybe this is the academic slash nerd in me. I feel like you have to hit a certain threshold for a grade making you eligible for those particular shoes that you covet and if not that then also something that robbie kind of alluded to earlier if you've got your purchase history on sneakers or nike and I'll, maybe this is why i hit on the dodger lebron sevens because when i look back at my purchase history now in sneakers and nike direct it's one of those things where yeah i do have a history of buying lebrons and maybe because i bought a lot of chelsea product and those colors tend to be that royal blue and white that are synonymous with the dodgers maybe they thought oh wow you know what he would really like those if you show me in market intelligence like that 
I wouldn't mind missing out on certain sneakers because it kind of goes back to what Nick was saying, where it's like you're having that human conversation may come across in a digital filter, but there's a thoughtfulness there that I think a lot of companies could utilize and maybe keep people because as we know, this isn't necessarily a game for the weak minded and the weak egoed. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a, a, a blanket solution. I have a couple of kind of thoughts on it. One is sneakers has always been the leader in all of this stuff, right? There's no product that has the intense demand, even before bots, there's no product that has the intense demand online to buy a product like that, mm-hmm. right? Apple is the closest thing. Apple went to pre-orders years ago, right? Yep. Th- that's, uh, to me, part of it is just like the responsibility of a Nike, you know, making it better for the, for their customers, right? Like, eventually, you would expect the demand to go away if there's no if there's no possibility for the average person to get shoes, right? And I think that's a, you know, it's, it's not something that you see across most things. Now we're seeing the opposite of that. We're seeing, you know, like Robbie made the point of like PlayStations and all this stuff selling out and trading cards and all that. And I think that is, it's troubling to me. I think that there's, we're headed in the wrong direction. Um, But I think that the other part to all of this is they the, the brands everyone online could do a better job at uh at making people feel more valued as customers right mm-hmm. i kind of go back to this same example but probably like 13 14 years ago when twitter first started um you know I tweeted something that said something along the lines that I want, I need help getting a pair of the house of pain campus eighties, the Adidas campus eighties that came out. They released it concepts. I couldn't get to concepts to get them, but I really wanted a pair. I knew that those shoes floated around somewhere, but you got to realize like Twitter was not what it is now where everybody's on there. Everybody's talking sneakers on there. It it's a completely different vibe right now. It's or back then. And so I tweeted it out just like, hey, if somebody sees it and helps me out, that'd be great, right? So some random person whose screen name at the time or whatever was something like Addy Special Ops or something like that, right? Oh, okay. Reached out to me and was like, hey, I think I can get you those. And originally I thought, okay, that's crazy. Who is this, right? Seems like a, a I don't know, a reseller or something, right? But then it turns out that the guy actually worked in customer service for Adidas and he was kind of doing this under the table so he could help more people out because he was just passionate about it. And that to me is still one of the greatest experiences I've ever had as a customer of any type, hands down, right? The fact that he went out and found a pair of shoes from a store on the East coast, had them sent to Portland's, you know, headquarters and then shipped them to me in Austin, Texas at the time. Like that's insane. You know, like the, the, the level of commitment to making people making someone happy is just immeasurable at that point. Right. You can't even, you can't even put a price tag on the, what that did for me as like a wow factor. Right. I wrote about it. I wrote about it on multiple different sites. Cause I was just like blown away. I'm talking about it again, 13, 14 years later. And those are the types of things that we just don't have right now. We have this, all this like 
automated stuff and we're taking out that human connection. And I think those types of things, you know, to, to that story, right. Adidas kind of pushed him out of that and said, no, you can't do that. Right. I understand that. Like as a corporate entity, you, you have to have, you know, everybody on the same page, mm-hmm. but like he's, st- I believe he's still with the company or at least he was a few years back. Um, last time I chatted with him, but it's one of those things that I think could, you know, you could, you could totally get creative with those things. Right. And not have to do this whole, you know, sneakers suck for everyone attitude, or we don't care about anyone as long as we sell the product attitude on the business side, because it could absolutely work in, in many different ways. And to me, it's going to take some people internally at all these brands at Adidas, at Nike, at Jordan brand everywhere to say, this fucking sucks for the customers. And we got to do something about it because at the end of the day, like we don't actually have any real, like, you know, like, like we don't have any real brand loyalty to a brand that that's going to outlast this kind of stuff, right? Like we're all going to be fans of all these brands as, as sneakerheads and, you know, community and all this stuff. But like at the end of the day, we're all growing up, right? Our priorities change. I'm 42 and I'm still growing up. Right. And my priorities shift a little bit further away from putting up with the bullshit every day. And Mike having a kid road about to have a kid, those types of things will shift you one more step away. And eventually everyone shifts away and somebody else replaces us with something that completely doesn't matter. But if it doesn't matter, if you don't have these communities, whether it's our community, the other communities that are out there, the cook groups that are out there, if you don't have those, then you don't have like this crazy demand that you, you have because it's been 10 or 15, 20 years, 30 years for some of us that of being passionate about this, that's passed that excitement along to the next person. It's very little to do with Nike passing that along or Reebok passing that along or Adidas passing that along. It's that personal connection that actually makes that next generation give a shit about sneakers, give a shit about the stories give a shit about even being a part of these communities that just obsess over these things. And I think to me, that's like kind of, I guess like where I should wrap and just say like, I'm just looking for those people that say, fuck this is it isn't right. And let's do something about it. Right. Because somebody's going to come along and do it. I think there are people out there that are doing it outside of the brands right now. I don't know that that's the sustainable way because at the end of the day, the brands just want the money, you know, to the point we made earlier about, a brand, a, a, a group buying shoes at retail and selling them back to their community at retail does nothing but put more money in the pocket of the brands and take away from the average consumer trying to make a purchase. Whether you're part of that group or not, obviously depends on your luck. But at the end of the day, like to, to I think the points that everybody's made, you're going to end up getting to know people through this community and through the passion for sneakers, but then you're going to become friends far beyond that. And sneakers becomes very minimal in the in the bigger picture the longer you're friends with people, you know? So I'll uh these two got kids, Nick's old and I'm just sitting here looking at these shoes like damn these are pretty. You got more kids than any of us. You got three cra- uh, three cats, man. You didn't say anything about I'm I'm just kidding. I was like marveling at these shoes. That was a good episode though. That was fun. 
Yeah, I think they were Todd. Yeah. Todd uh, T. Yeezy said, you know, it's they mostly rely on hype culture and FOMO that Robbie was talking about earlier, and I think that's a hundred percent. You know, sure. we we like it's hard to remove ourselves from that aspect of sneakers, right? We all want that hit of a win on the sneakers app. Whether we actually want that shoe to wear it or not is a different story. But man, yeah. it feels good to actually get something once in a while. And I think that's the thing that eventually people realize, hey, I can't sustain this commitment to taking L's, right? It's no different than going to the casinos in Vegas. I, I've been there. I spent tons of money. I've won tons of money. I've lost tons of money. And at some point, you just got to be like, this just is not worth my time. I got to go do something more productive with my life, right? Yep. That's that's kind of the last the last of my thoughts on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I, I buy the way I buy. Uh, I, I look for what I want, and no one. I don't even try on sneakers anymore because I've I've come to the fact that sneakers actually hates me since 2014. Being an app, I've won zero times, and I've made purchases through like the outlet. Had my little little barcode scan so i'm like you know forget it i'll just i'll spend the extra 50 bucks or hopefully i can get it cheaper and get what i want not to deal with the you know they like to call it saturday and yes. i was like i don't have time for that i literally have too many other things to be doing and yeah i'll bite the bullet on that sometimes you don't win mike because nike knows you wear adidas socks sometimes <laughs> hey you know what <laughs> I'll rock my nike i'll rock my adidas my reebok you know. they got plenty of little brands out there so nike you know, you ain't the only you ain't the only uh only game out there. I tell you that much. And people need to realize that they're not. There's so many things you can explore. And Nike, yeah, they have the biggest market share and the, the biggest presence. But diversify what you like, and you won't be as disappointed. I tell you that much. Yep. I was just gonna say this: if I don't buy another pair of shoes tomorrow, it would suck. But it would suck a lot less if I couldn't talk to you guys or the Discord or my friends. Mm -hmm. So exactly. that's the perspective you have to have. And yeah, it sucks when you don't get sneakers for what the sixteenth week in a row. But then you just gotta go with the flow because if that's the worst thing that happens to you in a year, you've got a pretty charmed life. And that's where we all want to be. Bad. Well, I think that's a good spot to wrap. Uh, I did see those F1 comments in the in the chat earlier. So uh, the, the F1 episode is coming. If you're in the Discord, get into the <laughs> F1 channel. I think we should get a group of people from the, from the community to hop on with us and do that yes. one because it, it would be a blast. Um, but thank you all for tuning in. Uh, guys, let them know how they can find you outside of the, the podcast and the Twitch. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at madwatcher789 course sneaker history and on youtube at mike guillory what about you guys at rohizi on twitter at road m13 on instagram and if you're in portland and you see me in the street say what up um thank you puma for this sweatshirt you can find me at r-a-h-b-e-e -E 702 i wear this i'm sitting here ragging on mike for his socks i've been wearing this puma sweatshirt with nike shoes for like two days so See, it's okay. I'm in the house, though. I don't leave. Oh, I'll let everybody see it. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, it's been fun. And uh, follow at Sneaker History on all the platforms, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. See you.
Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.